Yo, what up? We're back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. What's good? The boy Ant, along with Matt. How are you doing today, sir? Well, I was doing fantastic until Indiana's women's team blew a 24-point lead in the Big Ten Conference semifinals, while also receiving news that Xavier Johnson will not be coming back this year. So, you know, I, I was doing great until about, you know, about 45 minutes ago. Tough, tough. Um, I do want to talk about the Xavier Johnson stuff. So he's played in, what, 11 or 12 games, right? He played in 11. And to really get the waiver, you need to have it be like 10 or like 30% or less of the games, correct? Correct. And IU has played almost 30. So... They need to play – well, tomorrow will be, I believe, is 31 for IU tomorrow. Um, and if they win tomorrow, obviously they'll probably get a game or two. Yeah, they've played 30. 31 is tomorrow. 32 would be uh, the Big Ten tournament. And then, you know, anything uh, beyond that, right? And, and you're probably going to see the tournament game. You know, so he'll have the 33. They probably need to go one game further in the Big Ten tournament or at the NCAA tournament for him to get to 30%. Okay. Okay. Do you think it's a little bit risky? Like, do you think it's more so, hey, do you want to play these last couple games and not sure of, not sure where this, no, like how well it could help or hurt the team, or do you want to come back and do it again when we're going to lose Jalen Huchifino and we're going to be very young young in the backcourt where, as you said before, Gabe Cups is is um, is going to be your only real point guard on the roster. I think it's best-case scenario if he can come back, right? You get a guy that's four-year starter two year at a, well, I guess a year and a half, basically at, at IU um, and somebody that, you know, knows the layout of the campus and the land and is a year older, like extra, another off season to kind of fully work himself back from, you know, a really bad foot injury. Um, that'd be yeah. pretty much a, a season saver next year for IU. Cause I, I thought they were going to have to go into the transfer portal, get a point guard and probably get, an, you know, another giant contributor whether it's a big or a wing or whatever you know they were going to have to go probably get two or three guys in transfer portal you get Xavier Johnson back you probably only need one or maybe even two right you're looking at contributors going into next year for IU you make contributors would be Xavier Johnson Malik Renew probably Trey Galloway and somebody I don't think that's a bad team right um I I think that's that's a team that can make the tournament that's a team that um can be in the top half of the big 10. And that's just what Indiana fans want right now. You know, we're not building towards a national championship team. That's that's the foundation isn't quite there yet, but you know, that's the next step. You know, who should, who should we get? Christian Lander. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring Christian Lander back. Who's getting like five minutes at Western Kentucky right now. He he comes off the bench for them at Western Kentucky. Um, that's just an all-time really? 
disaster. We talk about this like once every other podcast, but if you're guard, don't reclassify, please, for the love of God. Especially if you're like a skinny guard. Yeah. Especially if you're a skinny guard, do not reclass. Like that's just that's just not hot. That's just not what's hot right now. Um, nope. What is your take on the Big Ten when it comes down to like you know what Purdue has kind of done this year? Um, neither of us are really like we were very impressed with with you know what they've done up to this point. But when it comes to the NCAA tournament, um, we don't we're not convinced, right? Um, but what do you take from like the middle part? Basically, from the two down to like thirteen or down to twelve, where you have thirteen top one hundred teams um, on the net, maybe maybe even like top ninety on the net or top ninety five on the net. They're close. Everybody's yeah. kind of sandwiched in there, and you got a whole lot of whole lot of mid. Where in the non-conference they kind of did their job. Um, at what point is it Big Ten is just not that good? To it's just a bunch of guys beating themselves up, knowing that they outperform some pretty good teams in the non-conference. And that- well, here here's my take on the Big Ten, and, and it has, and and specifically, you know, like the middle of the Big Ten, and it has to do with the entire landscape of college basketball this year. College basketball this year is extremely mid, okay? Um, I would say the talent as across the board as far as, you know, just not only just individual talent, but team talent is down. Um, I think the better teams of the last three or four years probably would own this year's college basketball. I mean, they're, they're, don't get me wrong, there's still some really good teams. Like, I think Houston's fantastic. Don't get – like – there are a couple like high level teams, but like, for instance, I think if you put this Purdue team and you implanted them in, you know, 2016 or, or you put them in um, any strong big 10 year, you know, 2013, I'm just talking, these are years where I, I was even better, but you, you put them in years where it's a tougher conference overall. And the the conference has, more high level teams, I don't think they win the Big Ten title, right? I don't think they're a one seed or a two seed or whatever they're going to be, right? Um, for the NCAA tournament, like I, I genuinely thought that the top end of the Big Ten would end up be playing better this year. Um, and you know, in a normal year, a, a team that re- is so heavily reliant on two freshman guards that you know aren't very highly you know, heralded is not going to be up towards the top of the big 10, regardless of how well Zach Eadie's playing. Um, and so again, I, I, I think Purdue is one of those teams that's been benefiting from college basketball being kind of mid and the big 10 being kind of mid. And, and honestly, like this Indiana team isn't anything super special. They have one really good player and in a bunch of kind of dysfunctional pieces around him. Um, and and they're sitting there and and they're the you know the people's favorite to go further than Purdue in the you know the NCAA tournament. It's like it, it's not a good team. There's not a lot of really well constructed rosters. You go look at Illinois, right? Illinois is terribly constructed. Northwestern is up towards the top of the Big Ten because they have two functioning guards. But on a normal year, they probably wouldn't be. 
Maryland has a brand new coach, brings in a bunch of new talent, can't win a game on the road, and is tied for second in the league. It's just it's just overall mid. There's not there's not a dominant team, um, and Purdue's like only dominant because they might be the only team that is like half well rounded. You know what I'm saying? It's like every roster has its flaws, and there's not really any roster in the Big Ten that you sit there and go really stands out to me. I'm with you. And I was in spaces the other day and someone brought up a really good point that kind of led me down this like thinking hole of just kind of what happened during the non-conference. I believe the big 10 did pretty well in the non-conference is because they had, they had some teams that had veterans that got them through some lumps when you're, when you're looking at, Team like Illinois, right? Nope. Mm. Going out and beating yep. UCLA, beating Texas. They, In they, Texas. they got through games like that. When you're looking at um, Indiana, you're able to go to Xavier and get you a big win because you have, you have veteran players playing a lot of minutes. Um, you're, you're looking at Purdue. Zach Eadie's a veteran. Gillis is a veteran. Ethan Morton, he's a veteran. Like these guys have have played a lot of minutes coming up. Um, when you're looking at a team like Michigan, who did not really have the veterans to lean on, in my opinion, you did have Hunter, but from the standpoint of having multiple veteran guys that have played a lot of minutes in this program. They didn't have that. They didn't have that. Well, they they had Hunter, and I think they were hoping that Terrence Williams would be a guy that stepped up. Right. But if you ask any Michigan fan about Terrence Williams, they will tell you that he, that they definitely did not step up. So again, they they had right. they had the blueprint there. They had the they had the the experience. But you had Llewellyn, who you're hoping was a guy that could step in and who started before and played in you know, sort of meaningful games that you were hoping could give you minutes. But again, he got injured almost immediately and he didn't even look great when he was playing. So. And that's also someone who's never been to an NCAA tournament. Uh, It's not like you have Matt Meyer and Terrence Shannon coming in. You know, one is, you know, competed in the Sweet 16. The other one is won a national championship. (laughs) You know, that's a little, that's a little different. Um, and I think because they went through so many lumps early, they didn't have the the main veteran players, like two or three of them, to get them through tough, not tough games, but take them through some mid-low majors who where you get up by 15, 20, 25 points, right? Some teams, they, they come through, just go ahead and beat them. Yeah. But – after you struggle against a couple of them, these guys aren't afraid to come in and see if they can get a game, right? That's why I see them down one to two possessions mm. late in the second half against Lipscomb. They go to overtime against Ohio, lose to Central, um, close game against Eastern. You know, you're talking about teams who, you know, finish towards like the middle to bottom half in their own leagues, you know, and, you know, 
when you're playing against older guards who are 21, 22, 23 years old, I don't care how talented you are. If you're just 19 years old and you're new to the college basketball experience, um, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Those older guard, guards are not afraid, are not afraid of you. They've seen everything. They've played in games before. Yeah, they're going to go go to a high major and play some freshmen who have maybe 80 minutes under their belt. You know what I mean? They didn't have those veteran guys to just lead them through some things. Maybe they have bad film, but but they're watching film after a 15, 20 point win. Not a three or four point win or even a loss. Um, and mm. I, I think that's what's kind of pushed some teams through. Even Maryland, you know, with with Jameer Young, he's one of he was one of the top scorers last year at Charlotte. He comes in and does well. But still on that team, like Akeem Hart played a lot, a lot of minutes. Dante Scott played a lot of minutes. Um yeah, those are veteran veterans dudes. And you know, like at one point Dante Scott was playing like like a, a first team all Big Ten guy. You know what I mean? Um mm. so like things like by the that, way. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. It was just uh those teams who had those veteran guys, Northwestern, Adige, Boo Booey, those guys are both fourth year seniors. Even Robbie Barron, like like these are dudes who have who's gotten their butt whooped, but they've been able, but but they got a quicker head start. And I think for the most part, these teams who got a quick head start do have a lower ceiling. Um, do have a lower mm. ceiling, but they started out the race ahead. Now all the other teams are getting better and catching up. So when it comes right. to the NCAA tournament. It, Teams are going to stack up much better because everybody's experienced now, right? Everybody who you're playing has played 25, 30 games at mm-hmm. this point. Right. You know, you're not getting anyone wet, you know, like, like fresh, fresh out the, you no know, 12th grade water and like, oh, now I'm in college basketball and like no more surprises now. No more surprises. Right. Right. And I, I was just thinking like, the Big Ten really missed on a bunch of roster moves in the offseason that could have definitely propelled certain teams to, yeah. um, I, I think, like, for instance, I you know, you've said this before, like, Illinois gets somebody like Courtney Ramey to transfer in, right? Yeah. I, I'm just sitting there looking at this Illinois roster. They're sitting at 11-8 and eight in the conference. That team wins the conference, okay? You get me Courtney Ramey on that Illinois team, I think they win the conference. And I think they're like a top four seed. I think the top three seed. Yeah, yeah. They're up, they're up, they're up. They're they're a they're top up. ten team like all year. You go and look, I think Michigan gets Terrence Shannon, right? The way that Michigan looks now and the way they're playing, I think Michigan can play with anybody in the Big Ten right now. Uh, I don't know if they can guard everybody in the Big Ten, but they can definitely score on them. You add, you know, you have a, a guard lineup of Doug McDaniel, Kobe Bufkin, and Terrence Shannon. Like, I don't know, that's pretty nice. And then you add Jet too. Yeah, that team has so many shots, so many yeah. shot makers. Um, there's there's a lot of things that well, just well, didn't go teams' ways this offseason. But Terrence is also a really good defender. He's fast and he's athletic. And he, yep. and he's much better being off the ball, and he'll be much more in his wheelhouse in terms of 
allowing guys like Kobe and allowing Dad to Doug to like create for him and all that fun fun stuff. Um, it's funny how like one piece each on like one of these teams, it looks a lot different. It looks a lot different, and you know, Purdue fans love love their backcourt. I'm 100 percent sure, but you've seen it in the last several days the concerns that people had back in November, December, and January uh, with their with their backcourt, and how do they look if they have Nigel Pack? Yes. You have Braden Smith still playing 20, 25 minutes a game, but now you can you can even move Pack down to the two and you can move Lawyer to the three. Like I just think that the dynamic of, of that team is way better. It's way, way better. Um and teams wouldn't figure out Braden Smith as quick. Uh I think that he's he's had good games, but no he's like you've like you see the struggles the last several games the freshman struggles um but like teams wouldn't even have found that out and then by the time teams kind of figure him out now he's in his second year where he's bigger stronger faster more experienced and all that but like you take Nigel Pack and put him on that team i even think they look different and they're already having a great year but in terms of truly competing for a national championship, I think that's one thing that's missing with with mm-hmm. them. What do you, what do you think is missing? Um, Xavier Johnson. <laughs> Xavier Johnson. Yeah, uh, no, it's, you know it's actually real. Uh, honestly, um, for the longest, it was wing play, but I think Galloway and Cobb yeah. uh, have come along quite a bit. They've come along quite a bit, and they've been playing yeah. really well. Um, and I think Cop is playing like this is his last year, and he's just he's he's just playing a ton better, more aggressive. He's hitting tough shots, um, but I would say like a dynamic, like Tamar Bates. If Tamar Bates was, if Tamar Bates took that next step. <laughs> That's what they're they are yes. missing next level tomorrow base. They are. They are. They really are. I I I guys I said at the beginning of the year, I, I think I said on the one of our first podcasts, like the team goes as far as tomorrow goes. Tomorrow has I tomorrow tomorrow in the last month has taken some significant steps back. Um so yeah. again, this, this Indian team is it just sucks because like it's Trace's last year. I would love for them to be like a final four contending team. I don't think they're a Final Four contending team right now. They're definitely somebody that can make a waves in the tournament, right? If they get hot, they still got JHS, bro. Like they, like Huchifino can. I know, you know, Purdue and Indiana fans, but like, like he's able to do a Carson Edwards, not the same way, not the yeah, same way, but at six five six six, with how he can get to his shot, however he wants to. I mean, he can he can light teams up. He can light teams up and he can go on a run where it's willing Indiana to a final four. And then you're just wanting guys to just make shots like, man. So that's like, like Galloway and cop the way that they were hitting shots at Purdue. That's what they need when it comes tournament time. If JHS is doing his thing, 
Cobb and Galloway are hitting shots and playing defense. Like, they dominated that game with TJD playing extremely mid. Like, he was like, he played like an okay game. Yeah. Imagine if, like, I mean, TJD, but that wasn't his fault, but yeah. Right, 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 right. But, but I did like the way that Purdue adjusted to him. But that's why the backcourt is so important. Mm. Is because is you need a guy who can go and get you his, no matter what the circumstance. Mm. And yeah, and you go look at all you go look at all the the really good teams. They all have that guy. Every single one. And it might not be in the guard position. For instance, like for Kansas, it's Wilson, right? Who's not really guard. He's more of a wing. But like every team's got one of those guys. Great. Yep, exactly, exactly, um, and and if you have like those are the those are those are the guys who win you national championships. Those are the guys. Those yeah. are the guys. Those next level type of players. Um, and Purdue doesn't have Purdue doesn't have one. Um, so I think you can probably write off Purdue winning a national championship this year. As far as the Big Ten fine. goes, I think it's fine, which is totally fine. Yeah, it, it's fine. I, I but, still think they, they 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 can get to a final four though. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. They get the right, of course, and that's just how the march works. But like, if you get the right bracket, right, you get the right region. I, I think Purdue absolutely can. But they got to get they got to get teams that don't have heavy defensive guards, right? They they can't end up on the two seed line. Like, let's say they they lose their last game to Illinois, and then they lose the first game in the big 10 tournament, right? It was just all disasters breaking loose right at that point. Um, all alarm bells are going off. They could very much end up as a two seed in a region with Houston. And like, that's over like GG's like there's yeah. Good luck. Just, just hat, you know, hat tip, you know, maybe you make the elite eight and play them, but there's no way that Purdue beats Houston. There's, I just don't see it. The guards would just be unable to play the game. The instant they step on the court. <laughs> I'm just not able to. Nah, play. nah. It's it's like when you like play a game, like a video game for the first time, and somebody you're like against is like smurfing. Like that's that would be Purdue versus Houston's guards. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and if Purdue gets NC State in like an eight nine as the one. That'll be interesting too. Like, I, they're, they're, that's what I'm saying. They got to get a region full of teams that they got to get a bunch of Illinois. Okay, they got to get a bunch of teams that don't have you know very good guards, guards that can take over games, right? And yeah. was, they, they, that's going to be tough for them. It's going to be hard for them to get a region where they, there isn't going to be a team like that they're going to play. I I really want to see. I really want to see NC State Purdue, honestly. NC State Purdue would be fun. I want to see that because Terquavian Smith and Jarkel Joyner, bro, like those two, those two cats. Oof. Ooh-wee. Talk about high scoring. Them dudes average about 35 a game together. Yeah. And they go at it. They go at your they're not afraid of anything. They're not afraid of anything. No. That'll be so much fun to watch. Um, the eight nine seeds this year, as far as tournament goes, like there's some scary eight nine seeds. You yeah, go look at the projected seed lines. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of teams that have kind of underperformed throughout, but you know that they're talented enough 
to to like hurt some teams. Mm. Like if Creighton bumps back to like a seven or eight, that's oh yeah. good god. I mean, that's two one seeds basically going off in the in the round of you know if they make it to the round of thirty two. Like I, I think Creighton legitimately could win a national title if they get hot. Right, they get hot at the right time. They have the yeah. talent. They got they they had the talent, they have the guard play, very, 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 very good team. So if they get back to like those or, or like back to like a seven or eight, even this Kentucky team, they're they're gonna be in that seven, eight, nine, ten range. And if they get Wallace back and they get Wheeler back, like imagine going through your year and you got a team <laughs> and you gotta face the winner of like NC State and Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. You gotta either you gotta you gotta play North Carolina's backcourt. You gotta play Oscar Sheepway. <laughs> and a bunch of five stars. You have to play a first round pick in either game. In either you got a first yep. round guard to to, uh, to go against. Um, I do want to put you on the spot here. I do want to put you on the spot. Are you are you okay. ready for this? Yeah, I'm prepared. So as course, long as it's not a question about the ocean. You know that dog. Killer whales, I'm telling you. They're not that scary. Anyways, we'll move on before the whole podcast becomes us about the ocean. We've been arguing about the ocean for like days, almost like a week. It's almost a week. All right, what I got for you. So college basketball report, CBK report, said... Shout out Parker Harmon. Parker Harmon. Rank these five programs all time in order. Indiana... Michigan State, UConn, Villanova, Louisville. Okay. Well, all time? All time. All time Indiana won. Okay. Okay. They got the most national championships. I believe they have – I think Louisville might have more NCAA tournament wins than Indiana, but it's close. And they don't have the recent success, but they still in the last 10 years have two Big Ten titles. Um, and that's in an era of the last 20 years where Indiana has been at its worst. Um, so Indiana won. So Mission State, Louisville, UConn, and who else? That's it? That's it. Indiana, UConn. Michigan State, Louisville, UConn, Villanova. Villanova. Okay. I would go... Honestly, it might – this is going to hurt some people's feelings, but it might be Louisville too. Okay. Then Michigan State. Then UConn, then Villanova. Okay. I put Louisville last. You put Louisville last? Last. I just – I think, you know, historically they have – you know, they have the rivalry with Kentucky. I think they've always – they're always a team that just pops back up there. And I think recency bias, like a lot of people just – I don't know. They've been a weird program over the last 10, 15 years. But they have a ton of NCAA – if you go look at it, they have a ton of NCAA tournament victories. They're always there. But it's just that a lot of times they're, they're you know – an eight, seven seed. But I, I genuinely think they have a like, Louisville has a serious history. And they'll be back. They have two unvacated national championships that happened within 
six years of each other. It's true. They do. I believe they have a third they one have... that's not vacated. No, they have two. They only have they only have the they have the two non that's it okay but then they have okay but then they have look Louisville had them vacated but they won those titles we're not counting vacated titles yes we are no we're not it is history yeah it's history as in gone forever okay you're only not counting because it happened against Michigan no that's not even true that's not even true because then I looked at their, their like elite eights and they got three vacated there. Their final fours, two are vacated. Like they have one final four since 1986. They were good in the 80s, but like outside of that, like incredibly mid. Outside the 80s, they have they have. Uh, I could look, look, look. I can hear the argument to move zero move Louisville down. down. You're putting um, me on the spot. I have no stats in front of me whatsoever. This is off the top of my head. Hey, I hey, you said that it's okay to put you on the spot. And you no, no, I, I said it's okay. But I we need to preface this so that when people are in my mentions telling me that I don't know shit. I was on the spot, okay? I had nothing. Granted, granted I had a Louisville fan. He was really, really mad at me. Yeah. Who'd you put first? Like, what would... Huh? So who who did you say was number one of the five? All right, so here's my list. Uh-huh. I have Indiana fourth. All right. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Okay. Just, okay. Thank that. God. I want <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, okay. Look, I have Indiana number one. Okay. I have Yukon number two. I can see that, yeah. They got the they have the big East history, which I think I yeah. is fine. It's fine. Yeah, my two, three, and four are very, very close though. Um, I was going back and forth. I have UConn two. I have Michigan State three. Villanova four. Uh huh. Then Louisville five. Mm. I thought Louisville. I thought Indiana one and Louisville five were like the easiest choices. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. See, I think there's a lot of people who who don't follow Midwestern basketball and maybe just like don't know the the history of the sport. Like historically, would put Indiana five. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, the team with like five natties. Like, I, I know one or two of them came during segregation, but you know, that's neither here here nor there. All of UConn's titles, right, have come in the last twenty years, correct? Forty, because no, they do have one in '85, I believe. No, Villanova has one in '85. Villanova has one in '85. Was it '99? Yeah. UConn's last. Was ninety nine for UConn? Can I go through my national titles? <clears throat> I am I am elite Googler. Just just a heads up, I get this stuff fast. Ninety nine was their last one. Then, okay. then they had, oh their their first one. You mean yeah yeah yeah. Then they had O four. Then they had Kemba. Then they had Kevin Ollie. Which is the that wild. Kevin Ollie championship needs to be vacated just because Kevin Ollie won a championship. <laughs> just because Kevin Ollie. <laughs> just because I, I don't even care that you know, like give give Louisville back the Rick Patino championship and, and vacate it from from UConn for Kevin Ollie. <laughs> poor poor Louisville man. 
Man, but you know what, man? UConn is very efficient when it comes to when it comes to getting to the to the uh, Final Four, though. That's one thing. Mm. They've been to five Final Fours. They have an eighty percent national championship win rate. That is yeah, kind of crazy. They, yeah, they've won. They've won not not win rate, but national championship. You know percentage because the win rate will be higher than that right it should be two four. Mm, yeah 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 it'll be higher than that what would the win rate be eh, because it's what two games i don't know i don't know because i'm not sure if oh no it's like they have a 90 percent win rate because in 09 michigan state beat uconn i want to say and then michigan state lost to north carolina you know um Louisville has 10 Final Four appearances, right? How many are vacated? Uh, two. Did you count all of them? Yes. Still, I'm, I'm still not there. They have two championships. They, have two. they do have two championships. They have one vacated one, and they have 10 Final Fours. I just think that's better than UConn. Is it? I think it is. No. They've been around longer. They have the what? I can't even count how many tournament appearances they have. Um, 38, right? So, again, I, I do think they're a, legit, they're a legit historical team. And you have, again, it's not just about the NCAA tournament. They have the rivalry with Kentucky. They played in the Big East. Um, now they're in the ACC. Like, I just think his like historically, I I feel like Louisville's been a bigger program. And a lot of people give them credit for it, mostly due to the fact that they've had recent controversy. All right, listen to this the the Louisville fan, the Louisville fan put Louisville second, Michigan State fifth. Ooh, I, I look, look. I don't think you can put Michigan State anywhere other than second to fourth. You can't yeah, put I Michigan agree. State last. I agree. You can't put them last, especially For, oh, with Villanova. Especially with Villanova. Especially with Villanova. Yeah, yeah. I think legitimately you can't put them last. Literally based off the fact they had Magic Johnson on their team. Okay. That Magic Johnson, Larry Bird national championship win that Michigan State has is one of the best national championship wins in all of college basketball as far as, like, just pure resume goes. Have you ever watched that game? No, I've never watched that game. I'm sure it was mid. I'm sure it's terrible, but... Bunch of dudes dribbling with their right hand. It was bad. A bunch of... A bunch of mailmen. <laughs> a bunch of plumbers. A bunch of plumbers. A bunch of electricians. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of tradesmen out there. Dribble with the right hand. Some blue collar guys. Nothing against electricians, but you cannot guard LeBron. No, no, no. Basketball is better now. But just based off a of pure resume, but, like having the Magic Johnson National Championship at least puts them fourth. Somebody's got to be last in that group. I think Indiana is the clear number one, but I'm biased. So, I mean, 
So but yeah, I, I do think Louisville is, is historically underrated as a program. A lot of people like to meme on them. I think I think they're a legit program. Did he put MSU fifth? MSU fifth is wild. That is wild. Vill- I feel like Villanova's down there because again, when Villanova is not good, they're really bad. Like historically. Yeah. <laughs> They've been really bad. They've been really good as of recent, of course, because Jay Wright, um, and they have the Raleigh Massimino championship. But like, eh, outside of that, they're very up or down. Oh man, you ready for the big tournament? I don't even know the seeds yet because nobody I, nobody knows the seeds yet unless you're clairvoyant. Unless you're Purdue in uh, Minnesota. Unless you're in those spots, you have no clue where you're going to play. I mean, Ohio State, and too. Ohio State. Ohio State, no. Ohio State's done. That was their last game today, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're done. And so is Michigan State. So is Michigan State. Yeah, because Minnesota wasn't going to make, make their game up. In reality, they yeah. could have went back-to-back tomorrow. Or does Minnesota play tomorrow? Mm, I think because I think they play tomorrow, so they couldn't. There are six games. Why did Why did they do that? Six games on Sunday, one on Saturday. I don't like why. The scheduling this year. I don't know. You know what? Can I make a public apology to Kevin Willard? Yeah, let's do it. He was right. Kevin Willard was right. What do you mean by that? The scheduling, the scheduling of the Big Ten, especially this year, absolutely ridiculous. He came out after like the first, he went to Wisconsin and then came out and talked about the scheduling. And I was, you know, joking around, trolling him, da 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 da. But, He's right. He's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, the Big Ten. I guess shout out Kevin Warren. <laughs> that hurts to say. <laughs> Not Kevin. Yeah. No. Yeah, Kevin. Dude. Kevin Willard. Oh, yeah. Kevin Willard. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Not shout out Kevin Warren. Warren Frick Lee. Kevin Warren. Did you see the new Big Ten logo? For the tournament, yes, 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 yes. It looks like it looks like it should belong in a medical complex. <laughs> it's like you show up to the hospital, your like right arm is like hanging off your body, and the only thing you remember of the, of the ambulance ride is just passing that stupid sculpture out in front of the hospital. And it always looks like that, and they call it art. Like, oh, you have to look. Yeah, it's like infinity. Movie. It's it 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 it, it signifies life and the infinite, uh, you know, beings that we are. And it's like, f you, my arm is falling off my body. I don't care about the art. Put me on a stretcher. Facts. Give me some morphine. Facts. Okay. So I found it. I found it. Kevin Willard rips Big Ten scheduling says it's responsible for conferences, national championship drought, 
Kevin Willard has blamed the Big Ten schedules for the conference's failure to win an NCAA championship. I I saw so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since 2000. I've seen so many people. When that came out, I saw so many people clowning on him. And I was like, hey, guys, I low-key agree. I know he hasn't been here very long, but he's not wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong. Now, I do do think some really good teams had a chance to win. Um, When you're looking at Wisconsin in 15, that was a really freaking good team. Uh, looking at Michigan in 13. Um, outside of that, you know, it's kind of tough. Um, Miss, you know what? Michigan State, Wisconsin, or Michigan could have won it in 2014. True. When all three were in the Elite Eight, they allowed Kevin Ollie to get through, um, which kind of on them. They but, allowed Kevin Ollie to get through. Yeah. 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 All, all because of Kentucky. It's Kentucky's fault and the Harrison twins. It's their fault. That's why Kentucky's below UCLA and North Carolina and Duke, in my opinion. Stop. It's only Kevin Ollie. It's Kevin Ollie's fault. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't when know. In doubt, blame Kevin Ollie. Indiana's last 20 years, Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie. Blame Kevin Ollie. Uh, probably the worst the worst coach pulled in a national championship, which is which is nuts. It's insane. It has to be. Jeff, it can't not be. Who who else would you put there? I don't I don't think you would put anybody else there. Um, you can't to win a national title, you have to be an elite head coach. That's up. That's up there. Like if Patrick Ewing won the Natty a couple years ago, and all because he had like a pro at the guard spot. Yeah, but now it's a challenge for Pat Ewing to win more than three Big East games. So, <laughs> is he gone? He's gone, right? He has to be. There's you. No you are okay. This is a Big Ten podcast, but it's also college basketball. College basketball is better with Georgetown is at least mid, okay? Like, I'm talking – Georgetown for the culture, I mean, when you're talking about, like, culturally, like, Georgetown was – Georgetown was it. Like, Georgetown was it. Like, go look at any 90s basketball movie – Georgetown is always mentioned as being the school. Was it Carolina? Was it Duke? Was it UConn? It was Georgetown. I think Georgetown's cool. Georgetown. I, I, I genuinely, I, 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 I think they're awesome. I love. You know what? UNC's cargo is second. Whatever that pattern is with Georgetown's number one. You know what? It has like the like vertical bars and the horizontal bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is the coolest thing. That is the coolest thing, bro. Any picture with Allen Iverson at Georgetown is just automatically awesome. Oh, the the gray jersey with the blue and the white outline. Yeah, it's it's clean. It looks good. They're a cool school. They they play in DC, which is a basketball town. Like, I don't know. I I like Georgetown a lot, and. And so again, it's like you go and you watch. Georgetown is the second school out there. I'm I'm sorry for like basketball. Georgetown is 
Georgetown is like the Margot Robbie. Right now, she's going through some things. Yeah. But she's she's in her Britney phase right now. <laughs> she's in her Britney phase, but man, she can come back. Georgetown. Yes. Back. Georgetown can come look, back. Look, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I know they're like, you know, what what the what denomination are they? They're they're not Protestant, they're I think it's I think it's Catholic. Are they Catholic? Anyways. I'll look it up. Hear me I don't out. want to make any religions mad. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think they're it starts with a J, I thought. Uh they're not they're not the J no, they're not the J. They're not Jehovah's Witnesses. No, 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 no. You think they're Jewish? They're not Jewish. They're Jesuit. Catholic and Jesuit. Jesuit. It's a private. It is. It's Jesuit. What Jesuit. does that mean? Yeah. Is that Catholic? Well, what is that? It's like a. It's Catholic. It's a. It's another like certain subsect of priesthood in Catholic. Like I think my family is actually Jesuit. Um, I think. I think I don't remember. I know we're Catholic. I just I don't remember what what version of Catholic we are. But anyways, we're Catholics twice removed. Or yeah, <laughs> Scotty, something like that. I, we're, I, my, my family stopped going to church so long ago. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but, um, what was I going to say? Oh, no, no. Like if they can get somebody like, for instance, they won't do it, but Rick Patino to Georgetown. They won't do it. What do you, they're, I mean, the people at Georgetown are weird. It's, it feels like they're not going to make the right choice. No, no, they won't. Like, you know who would actually unironically do pretty okay at Georgetown? Tom Crean. You're going to piss a lot of people off. I am going to piss a lot of people off, but I'm telling the truth. Georgetown needs a car salesman. And you know what Tom Green can do? He can recruit and the area. Tom Green can recruit the area, and he's a car salesman. And he plays fun basketball. Okay? I watch Patrick Ewing's team play basketball, and it makes my eyes bleed. At least people will show up to the games because you know each team is going to score 95. You know who You know who a lot of Georgetown people want, which is weird? Mr. Flex. Ooh. We want Mr. Flex. And you know what? Providence has way better facilities than Georgetown. Yeah, you, you were going off about this earlier. Like any list that because I think it was a big game boomer had a list where of like the top basketball facilities in the country and Providence was like now I'm not sure if he meant if he meant like arenas. I'm sure he also meant arenas in there. Right. He said facilities. So that's where my mind went, and I didn't see Providence in there. Yeah, yeah. Providence. What was it? The TikTok said the the Providence's like facilities have NBA guys like going and looking at it basically because it's better than NBA stuff. Yeah, like like M- NBA guys who have gone to NBA guys who have gone to the facility said it's better than most NBA facilities, and it's not even close. Yeah, that's insane. And like you wouldn't think Providence, but my boy who used to coach in the beast, um, he was we were just talking about facilities and 
he put me on. He said, yo, when you get a chance, go check out Providence. I'm like, Providence? Like, I'm thinking like slums in the city, right? Nah, bro. It's nice. It's real nice. That's what I thought Providence would look like. Yeah. One time I went to Providence. And it's actually, I, I liked Providence's campus. Yes. Yes. And you know what? You know who needs some, some of that, uh, some of that, Providence type of attention, St. John's. St. John's needs it bad. Mm. I know we just went full Big East in the last in the last several minutes. We've been talking Louisville. We've been talking UConn. Now, now we're on Providence, Georgetown, and St. John's. Man, so St. John's, St. John's facilities are terrible, and their fans are begging, begging for some sort of upgrade. Because they can't get guys right now. They just can't mm. get them. And if you don't have facilities and you're not no. going hard with NIL, like you're not going to attract people. You're just not. They got to play in the garden every game and they got to have good facilities. Yeah. And they don't play in the garden every game. Sometimes they got to play in that ragtag gym. That gym is awful. It's terrible. It looks, it looks like they are St. Francis. Okay. <laughs> They're like. An NEAC team. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. And it's St. John's. They play in the Big East. It's like they'll have Villanova at home, and they won't be playing in the Garden. They'll be playing. They'll be playing in in a in a high school gym. Imagine Curbelo going from going from uh, Champagne to that closet. Yeah, I know. I I'd be mad too. Like, oh, I guess. I, I would need to wear glasses like his to pretend like it's still champagne. That's why he gets texts every day. <laughs> yeah, that's why he gets thrown out. He's like, I'm tired. I don't want to play anymore. Get me out of here. Speaking of I'm tired and don't want to play anymore, we're going to stay with the Big East. Dude, Jim Beheim needs to go. Get him out of here. He needed to leave a long time ago. Also, I, I me and you agree with this. They are milking. But they are milking that mellow championship like it's nobody's business. Yes. Did you see that they had a watch party last night? Yes, for the the yes for the national championship game. Oh yes. my goodness! And you know what? Like that was twenty one years ago. Not even the twentieth anniversary. But there's nothing else to do in Syracuse, New York. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! They want to know three. Okay, okay. They want to know three. I'm, yeah. My mind went to 02, but that was Maryland. 03. So it has been 20 years. But still, but still, they're still milking it. That's the only reason why he's there. Only. Yes. They've milked that like a cow. And the cow has ran out of milk about two and a half years ago. That thing is now like hard yogurt. It's no, it's, it's, it's no longer milk. It's no longer milk. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to go. He needs to go. I don't know how you hire him, though. Who, who's the next Syracuse coach? Like, that's what – that's where my mind goes. Like, who's going to be in upstate New York coaching there? That's a tough like, question. It, it's got to be – it's got to be a Bayheim guy. I don't know what his, his coaching tree is like, like, but – McNamara? You think McNamara? You think McNamara would do that? Because I – because – because like Gary's top is uh is top assistant, right? Is he is he yes. I think he's still there. 
is. Like, they may just keep it in the family, and they may do what, like, um, they may do what uh, Shire and Kay did just to make sure that he's the next coach. Just be, like, shadow head coach. Behan comes out, this is my last year. Then they're going to have the uh, – you're gonna have that that uh that uh, farewell tour. Mm-hmm. You have the farewell tour every time they go two three, the uh, the opposing fans cheer. Yay two three zone. I forgot that Rick Patino is in the Jim Beheim coaching tree. That is wild. Do you think I don't I don't think he'll go back to the ACC though. I don't think. No, 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 no. I was saying like he that he's going back to Big East. Um, if he got, does go back, Mike Hopkins is a shout for Syracuse. I don't know what they end up doing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They might. They might just go try to get you know TJ Otto Schnauzer. Otto I cannot wait till he leaves. So so so. Just so he, he could just spread his wings. Spread his wings. Maybe maybe Syracuse goes for like the trifecta. Right now they have a coach that almost or did they kill somebody while drunk driving? Yes, he did. Absolutely. And they, they could just go get um what's his face from Texas that beat his wife. Chris Beard, easy. Don't yeah. They can just they can keep going up the like terrible coaches list. Beard does not. I'm never getting invited to anything with Jim Beheim at next ever. After saying that, no, you're not. No, not even close. Never, never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Shout out Jim Beheim's car. <laughs> so McNamara is still there. Oh, McNamara is still there. Interesting. 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 By the way, shout out Amy for saying in the chat Jesuit nine minutes ago when we were talking about Georgetown's nomination. <laughs> yes. Yes. Remember, it's Catholic twice removed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means. That's just not what it means. It's a society, it's a society of oh, order of priests. Catholic. Oh, man, there's so many sects, S-E-C-T-S, sects of... Uh, yes. Is it, I think Jesuit's like, almost like a fraternity. <sighs> Jesuits. It's like a club. See, this is where my mind goes. Uh, how many Jesuit schools are there? Marquette. Is one, Georgetown is two, I know. Twenty eight. Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago, Loyola Marymount, Holy Cross, Fordham, Gonzaga's. Are you reading Gonzaga's a Jesuit? Santa Clara, BC, Fordham, Boston College. I thought that was a state school. No. You know what? Canisius would be a Jesuit because I'm pretty sure JB is Jesuit. I'm pretty sure he's Jesuit. Or Catholic. Xavier. Creighton? Creighton was a state school. Xavier. 
No, Creighton's not a state school. Gonzaga's a Jesuit? Yep. Loyola Marion? Well, Loyola Marion. I okay, okay. All okay. So he went from yeah. Detroit yeah, Mercy. Detroit Mercy. Lemoyne. That's another Jason. St. Louis. St. Louis's. Yeah. Wheeling Jesuit. See, okay. All right. There's definitely a theme here. There's a theme. Definitely a theme here. Definitely a theme here. What's the theme? No, because I'm pretty sure JB was at Wheeling Jesuit or the or the young one was Pat. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's Pat. Yeah, I know I know Pat was there. I know Pat was there, but he graduated from Wheeling Jesuit. He graduated. I knew there was something about it. I knew that there was. People something. are talking about how the Jesuits own college basketball. <laughs> they own it. Georgetown, Gonzaga, and Marquette. It's not a bad three. It's not Creighton. bad at all. It's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Man. And Loyola Chicago. Loyola's shy. They have Sister Jean. They're not that good this year. No. No, they are not. Um, Man. Anything else? We've been on on here for almost an hour. Um, Well, quick prediction for the IU-Michigan game is tomorrow. Oh. Putting you on the spot. That stuff. I thought we were talking about Big East, Jesuits. We were, but you know, we're a Big Ten podcast. Because, because we need to get back. We get back to our roots. You can go back. We talk Big East all night. <laughs> Way back. Let's talk about how there's six games tomorrow. Let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah, about why there's well, six games. Shout out Kevin Willard. Kevin Willard's fighting a good fight, even though he got oh, slack for it. Achilles. Who did? Brandon Clark is a tore his Achilles. Oh no! Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, that's tough for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, that's a tough. That's deal. horrible. That's a tough, tough deal. Uh, I, I have no, I have no prediction, but I do think Michigan is going to come out and come out and play well. Um, but I think in TJD's last game, I think it's just going to be a little bit too much. I think it's going to be too much. And I think Indiana can now move forward knowing that Xavier Johnson is not coming back. Um, I think they'll be able to really right. lock in and not have to worry about that. But that may take away some of the edge from guys who are like, oh, well, okay, we chilling. We chilling. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, again, Indiana historically, I've said this a couple times in the playback, but they just don't lose on senior right. And then you add in the fact that it's Trace's last game, so it's, there's even more emotion in that. Like, I feel like he's going to come out with a fire under his ass, and it's going to be tough for Michigan to hang around. Yeah, it's going to be him, Miller Cop. It's going to be a big game for him, big game for Race Thompson. Race Thompson. Um, when you have, a lot of guys on this roster that will not on Indiana next year. This is an old Important team. players. You know, you're yeah. going to be missing three of your five starters. Well, four, 
including JHS, if he just decides to leave. Um, yeah. Is Huchifino going to go through this? <laughs> go through the senior stuff too. He won't go through senior night, but I think they will actually probably shout him out at, in the ceremony, saying like "Good luck, whatever," and we'll miss you in Assembly Hall or something like that. They'll do something. Now, are are they the type to do the stuff before or after the game? After it's after. So I know for a fact that I I actually believe unless there's a game on Big Ten Network at the same time that usually they do the senior festivities after the game and they broadcast that because enough Indiana fans want to watch yeah, that the, stuff. Yeah, but 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 there's 39 games on tomorrow for the Big Ten. Yeah, they, they probably they'll probably do like an Instagram live or a Twitter a Twitter live thing for it, but it'll be broadcast. They'll they'll just do it afterwards. But yeah, it's always after the game, so everybody stays after the senior night game. It's on CBS though. So do you think CBS broadcasts it? I I don't think so. It's national television. They probably got something to squeeze in because it's a four thirty game. That'd be local news time. So there's no way. It'll be over like six thirty seven o'clock. That's that's like CBS nightly news or whatever it is they do sixty minutes. Couple interesting games tomorrow. I'm interested in Maryland Penn Penn State. That should be a good game. Penn State yep. needs that one. They need that. If they can win that game, that gets them to nineteen and twelve. They're a torn team. That gets them to nineteen and twelve. You know they've had they've had a good five games where they won four of the last five, sweeping Illinois, beating two of the worst teams on on the road. Um, one one of those being a quad one, losing that tough game to Rutgers that they were up by fifteen. And then coming back and going at Northwestern and winning that game was huge for them. If they can close this out, like they might be a tournament team this year, which is kind of which is kind of crazy. Um, Illinois at Purdue is going to be a big game. I think that's a game that Illinois can win. Um, Michigan in Indiana's, you know, that's that's Rutgers Northwestern. Yeah, Rutgers Northwestern is going to be big too. Again, that's a game that Rutgers absolutely needs to win. You go look at Rutgers' yeah, last 10 games, they have lost they're – they're four and six over the last 10, um, including losses to last, – yeah. last game they lost to Minnesota. And they scored 45 at home against Michigan. They, they desperately yeah. need they to win this game. Ever since Mag has gone down, they are two and five. Yeah, they they looked like a shell of themselves since Mag has gone down. Yeah, they are like I'm. I'm not saying they are going to be an IT team, but um, they're playing with fire right now because they're because look, the NCA is going to take into account if someone in the starting lineup got injured, how did they respond? Um. And they're not responding very well. Like they, they need this. They're not responding at all. Like they, they, they got, they got, they took a knockout punch, and they have not gotten up from the map, the mat yet. Like their two wins are by three total points. Or sorry, four total points over Penn State and Wisconsin. Looking at bracket matrix of the ninety-seven brackets, there are ninety-six of them. So one group does not have them out, does not have them in. 
Yeah, that, and that's also like the Michigan or Michigan. Yeah. You know, again, if they, like, let's say Rutgers is playing with fire because they'd lose this game at home. And then let's say they get a tough matchup in the first round of the Big Ten tournament and they're out. They could very well not be in the tournament. They're going to be sweating bullets. Yeah, they, they will be firmly on the bubble. As a team that I think definitely should, the overall, the way they played this year definitely did not deserve to be in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't falter, especially right after yeah. like that. Um, Wisconsin has is fifty four, is in fifty four of ninety seven brackets. Yeah, I I don't know if there's hope for Wisconsin. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, again, you go and they're fifteen. Sorry, they're sixteen and thirteen. They play at Minnesota, which hopefully they would win. Um, tomorrow, they they probably got to win a game or two in the Big. There's a lot of teams that you can say need to win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament. There's going to be a lot of early matchups at the Big Ten tournament that are going to really affect people's seasons drastically. Like that, there are some games yeah. that teams need to win, or they're in the NIT straight up. Like it's it's a win or you're out kind of game. Like Indiana had that last year, right? They had to beat Michigan. They had to go beat. Illinois, they did both of those things yeah. to get off, you know, get in even into tournament discussion. Um, there's going to be a couple of those teams this year that are going to have to do that. Wisconsin has five wins. That is disgusting. Look, I'm, I'm not going to ever feel bad for the Wisconsin fan base, but I kind of am starting to feel bad. It's two months they have five wins. Five wins, five wins over the course of two months. Um, yeah. yeah, they are five and five and eleven. No, 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 no. Yeah, five and eleven. They won five sixteen games. Yep. That's just not going to do it. And they started out really well, man. They what were they three and zero to start? Well, they started out uh, eleven and two. Yeah, started out eleven and two, and they were three and zero in conference with a one point loss to Kansas and a yeah. three point loss to Wake Forest. Yeah, they, and like they were up, they were up there in in uh, in the rankings too. They were a top fifteen team. Yep, and they just completely. Well, Wall went out, and that's when they went on a bit of a skid, right? Yeah, and then yep. they haven't been the same since he came back. Yeah, yeah. It's been a tough time sledding. Tough time for him. Tough time for him. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, too. We need to do more of these, especially with March being around. We keep saying that. We, can, we do really keep saying that. So uh, we, we need somebody, we need an adult in the room to keep us, you know, <laughs> exactly. responsible here. I was like, Ant and I would be like, oh, like yesterday, for instance, we were like, oh, let's do a podcast. And then I was like, oh, but I'm in playback right now watching the Tigers game. So we joined playback, and then that turned into like eight hours of us hanging out in playback, just talking. <laughs> and, and nothing was accomplished. Absolutely nothing was done. <laughs> 
<laughs> Except for constant arguments about the ocean versus space, and that was it. Yes, yes. People are mad at me about all my about my uh, killer whale antics on the timeline, but I had to say what I had to say. There's reason for it. There is no reason for it. Killer whales are not scary. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Oh. All right. Spaley just just joined playback. Oh. <laughs> All right, y'all. Appreciate it for coming through, man. A uh, couple of tangents today. Well, you know, that's just how it goes. Our podcast is built off of tangents, man. Yes. Yes. We need more tangents. Yes, and more and more podcasts. Yes, more podcasts. We are, we we need to be in the top one thousand pod podcasts out there, top one thousand, and then from there just we do continue. It's it's only up from there. Yes, only up from there. Only up from there. All right, people. Later. Bye, guys. <laughs>